It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle-belling And everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year It's the happy Where have we been, Holly? <laughs> right here. We've been right here. The Positively <laughs> Podcast is back. At least for today. Today. <laughs> One day at a time. One day at a time. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? I haven't spoken to you, well, I have. Since yesterday. But not on the podcast for, I think, years now, it seems. No, it's only been maybe six months or so or something. I don't know. But I look exactly the same. You do, though. You complain all the <laughs> I time. I haven't gained weight or gotten any wrinkles. None. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. She looks gorgeous. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. I know you haven't heard from us for a long time, and there is a very valid reason for that. What is that? it? <laughs> Well, you've been traveling all over. That's true. You've been cavorting up with polar bears up in the mm, north yeah. and doing all kinds of really cool stories around the United States for CNN. I've been doing lots of seminars in Sweden and England and Canada <laughs> and appearances and all that kind of stuff. So there's been no time. I know. It's, it's, it's lucky that I actually catch you on the phone or email. But this is the perfect time to do it. It's the holidays. Look, I even wore my holiday socks. She, look. My little holiday footy. It doesn't really fit, but it's the only thing I could find. She's now showing me her socks that are green with red stripes. Yeah. They're very comfy, too. It's all, I'm a Jew. This is good for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, it's so good to be back. And, um, you know, 2014 is going to be an exciting year. We're going to have a lot more podcasts than 2014. Yes. yes. And um, it's been a great year. I know. So ta- what have you been up to? Catch everyone up because you've got the interesting job. What, are you kidding? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. You've got the interesting you, job? You've been, you know, with the canine cops and doing all this, like, really cool stuff and the awards in L.A. You did the red carpet and you hobnob with Betty White and all the handsome celebrity stars. Like, that's a little lot. Okay. Yeah, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no. It's fun. It's cool. No, I've I've had a really good time. Uh, it's been a really busy year. Uh, a lot of travel. So, I have a lot of miles now. Thank you, Delta. <laughs> yes. Um, I have a lot of miles. But, yeah, lots of educational things and I love seminars I love meeting the people I love talking about dogs obviously um, I've been doing seminars about inside your dog's mind and about canine cognition how dogs think how they perceive the world um, lots of really cool training stuff that we've been doing um, lots of cool training games for dogs uh, so like as, in the seminar do you, do you get up on stage and speak and then you have dogs for set like how, what, we have, what, we have I get up I get up and speak there's great video uh, I ask a lot of questions I involve the audience a lot we have live dogs there where we do training where we test out their cognitive skills by playing different games and uh, and, and so I, it's it's a really it's not like I'm standing up there and just talking at you mm-hmm. I really like to involve the audience so I've been I've been doing that all around the world wow i know i know you've been so you've been in england you've been sweden you've been where have you been you've been been, all over yeah united states canada um ireland oh my gosh sort of everywhere really and weren't you in were you in paris did i dream no gosh but i'd love to oh let's let's hook that up yeah let's do it can we do a story (laughs) anybody listening in paris we'd like to come please um but it's been fabulous, and yeah, we have been filming with the canine cops of the Gwinnett County Sheriff's um, canine unit, mm-hmm. which has been 
amazing. So what are you doing with them when you're filming and what, 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 what do they do? Trying to stay alive. Yeah. It's, it, it tell you when there's a call comes through mm-hmm. and you're getting in that car and the sirens go on and you are driving at goodness knows how many miles an hour to get to the scene, whether it's going to be to track somebody, to apprehend somebody, to help cops that are already there with a suspect. It is really the most fascinating thing that I think I've ever done and the most exciting thing. Why do they bring this unit in with the dog like why would they do that if there's if there's maybe other police there or someone's like a suspect you say is already arrested why do they well let's say let's say a car's been stopped uh-huh. and they suspect that there have been drugs in the car so then oh. that's when they'll call the canine unit in to, to see if their dogs detect an odor or if they they're can find if they're hidden and they get, yeah. Yeah, yeah or there is a road safety check and um as i always tell people if you come to a road safety check do not turn around. If you want to try and avoid it, just don't. Because they'll have cops placed on either end that if they see you turn around, they will chase you down and find oh, out wow. why. That's what we did. And when we chased somebody down to find out why, it was because they had a whole load of meth and needles in the car. Wow. That's instant. You know, they're in jail and they're going to be there for a long time. So things like that. So, so the dogs will go and alert to odor mm-hmm. of narcotics in the car. Then they do the tracking as well. I mean, these dogs multitask, mm. so they'll track. So, for example, we had somebody who ran from a motel who was a wanted man. And um, so we had to track him. And we're talking tracking for two to three hours in the middle of the night. So a guy just ran on foot. He ran on foot. Wow. So the dogs found the scent of where he'd been. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's a combination of, it's a real teamwork. Mm-hmm. So you've got the dogs tracking and you've got the men tracking. So it's man tracker and dog tracker as well. Wow. So then if the if the the dog might lose the scent for a second, the, the officers will find clues as to where the track goes. Um, and then the dog will come on scent again. So it really is the most fascinating thing. Did they find him? Oh, yeah, they did. Wow. After, uh, it was a couple of days, um, yeah. but they found him. Because it's wow. it's also when you run from the police, it's not just, you know, they're going to they're gonna talk to your friends, they're yeah, going to yeah, talk yeah. to your neighbors, they're going to talk to your family. These guys will find you. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. How long you run for, they will find you. And they found him. Wow. And we were there when they found him. Oh, my God. And these dogs also do apprehension. So, for example, if there's somebody who's running from the police and they you know, say stop and the guy doesn't stop or the woman doesn't stop, they'll send the dog to stop them. Are they mostly German Shepherds as you, you usually see? They are. See? The ones <clears throat> at the Gwinnett County Sheriff's Canine Unit, they're German Shepherds. Mm-hmm. And... The guys themselves are fantastic. And in fact, I'd love to next year get them on to yeah. the podcast and, yeah. and interview them. So, and I'd like you to come on a ride along as well. So I would do it in a second. You, you, you can sort of see what it's like. It really is fascinating. So we've been doing a lot of filming, um, for various, I, I can't say what exactly we're filming mm-hmm. with them for, but, um, we're filming for them and you will be see, be able to see it. Awesome. You and everybody else. I we'll love it. In well, and I, I met one of the sergeants. Was it a sergeant? Yes. When we did the rain dog Paul parade. Paul uh-huh. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago. I can't believe how fast the holiday season is going, but we did, we judged the rain dog parade at the Atlanta Botanical Gardens again with all these great dogs dressed up. And I'm just going to have to say, you know, I know that there were some interesting judges there. And, um, when I say interesting, I mean like our husbands and, uh, I, there, there was these, I, I, I'm just really bummed because th- thing one and thing two did not win like first place. They had these two dogs. What were they? Greyhounds or 
some skinny something dog and they put these big like shower thing head things on him and put him in like feety pajamas and put thing one and thing two. That and was they, brilliant. And they didn't win. Yeah. But I digress. So yeah, so we did meet uh one of the sergeants there. He was uh he was really interesting. I'd love to love to see more well, of Well yeah, come come and see what I mean they are great. And you know what it is about them? You meet so many police officers that are so um, I don't know. They just don't treat people with respect. Mm-hmm. But these guys, when they t- it doesn't matter who you are, if you're a wanted man or anything, they will they will treat they will treat you with respect. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you if you dish it out, they'll dish it back. Mm-hmm. You know, but but it's just the way they talk to they're people. They're doing their job. They're, they're really doing, doing their, their job, but they're doing it well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what has impressed me so much. Um, but there's also this year in 2013 have been some really amazing dog stories, and I wanted to go through five of them. Okay, wait. Can I ask you a quick question before I go yeah. there? Don't don't you have a, a food line coming out and treats and things like that? We do, we do. So talk about that because that's oh pretty gosh. big. Okay, so if you want to have a harness, yeah, or a leash, mm-hmm. or some really cool new T-shirts, mm-hmm. or you want micro cards. Uh, for separation anxiety and aggression or canine noise phobia. And what do you mean microcards? Like they're, a CD or DVD? Th- they're like CDs or mm-hmm. they're microcards that you put into a, um, a little uh, contraption, what is it, a little MP3 player. Oh, yeah, yeah. So called it's music. An I Calm Dog. Yeah, and it's music. So it's it's relaxing, calming mm-hmm. music for dogs, but we've done a whole training protocol right. that helps dogs with noise phobias and now that helps dogs with separation anxiety and now helps dogs with aggression. So oh, great. we've got those. And, and we treats. have some treats. <laughs> we have some really beautifully grain-free. They are human-grade. You can eat them. Really? Grain-free peanut Big and Daddy banana. Biscuit, whatever the some. I've eaten dog treats before. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they're made with Big Daddy biscuits. Oh yeah. And um, she makes them all fantastic organic mm-hmm. um, treats. And the reason why we chose the peanut butter and banana treats were because yeah, my husband might they're be the only them. one that are pickiest chihuahua in the world jasmine will eat oh. if jasmine's going to eat them every dog's going to eat them so that's the way so we've got those treats as well cool yeah so there's there's, a, your website, there's a lot of cool positively.com yes all right yeah that was big because i saw the packaging <laughs> in your house last time we got okay. a big we got a big warehouse and they mm-hmm. deal with all of the stuff we just keep some so that we can awesome give it away to people i know <clears throat> yeah so cool dog stories of okay, 2013 yeah, yeah, yeah. all right did you ever hear about chaser Chase is a dog that knows 1,000 over 1,000 words. Yes. She is a border collie. Yes. And um, what's amazing about her is that not only has she, does she know the words to objects, Mm -hmm. she can also tell the difference between objects. So when her, um, when her owner says, go get a toy, she knows the difference between a toy and an object. Like, I don't know, like, I don't, a, 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 dishcloth or something else something and else is definitely not a toy she th- knows the difference doesn't she also know the difference between her toys <clears throat> yes. so her owner can say go get your hamburger yes. and she gets that where she says go get the chicken and she knows to get the chicken Absolutely. she knows which one's which Did or they if there are a whole load of objects or a whole load of different soft toys mm-hmm. and a whole load of balls and she's told to go get the balls she will get the balls, only the balls. Now that is quite advanced learning. Mm-hmm. We might think, well, that's easy. It's just a ball. But actually, for a, for a dog to do that, it's pretty advanced. It, didn't they do something? Was she? Is this the same dog that was on a PBS special not too long ago? 
or I don't know, I remember seeing it where they did it, or was that a different there one? There was Rico. Rico also was a border collie, and Rico yeah. did a similar thing as well. Didn't know as many words as right. Chaser, but Chaser's the, the, the dog now that is just wowing everybody and just showing the capabilities of these animals. You know, we're just not tapping into it enough. And, of course, Chaser is, yes, yeah, she is unique, mm-hmm. but um, I think we have to be aware that our dogs are so incredibly intelligent in their own well. way. All right, I know you say Barnsley <laughs> is not. I was just going to say, like, uh, that, is it inherent in the border collie because Barnsley, the black and tan coon <laughs> hound? I mean, seriously, the front door rings, he goes to the back door. That's not bright. <laughs> but you, do you know what I'm saying? And he's a hound dog, and I, I play I play with him. I throw the ball in the backyard, and I a pink tennis ball. I got a pink tennis ball so you could see it amongst everything in the backyard. I throw it. He can't find it. And he actually will sniff over it and go past it. Okay, but that's the reason it's pink. You can see it, but he can't see it. Oh. Dogs get a blue or yellow one. Because pink to a dog looks gray. Oh. Because they're kind of colorblind, as it were. But still, he should be able to smell it. And the fact that he trips over it should tell him (laughs) that perhaps that's his toy. But anyway. This is the ongoing saga of Barnsley. But I think, but is it, because I did have a border collie. This, uh, I had a border collie. She was Bonnie Blue, smartest dog I ever knew. I mean, she would look at me and she knew what I was thinking before I actually did it. Like she knew if I got up, she'd be like, all right, we're going downstairs to have breakfast. And she would go exactly, like she knew exactly what. But it was just her, Border Collie. I think, well, uh, yeah, Border Collies, German Shepherds are pretty smart dogs. Yeah. They're, they're quick. They're intelligent. They really they like learn very fast. Now. <laughs> so, um, all right. Second one. Mm-hmm. I think the second coolest dog story of the year, uh, ASPCA Dog of the Year, Xena mm-hmm. the Warrior Puppy. Have awesome. you heard about Xena the Warrior Puppy? Uh, no. I think you told me a little bit about her, but I don't know in detail. Xena is a Staffordshire Bull Terrier Pitbull mm-hmm. mix. She lives in Alpharetta, Georgia. Oh yeah, and um, she her mom is Linda Hickey, and she was Zena was found barely alive. I mean, a, a absolute mass of bones. She was found and, and taken to De, um, to DeKalb Animal Shelter, and was literally nursed back from the brink of death after this horrible starvation that she went through, horrible abuse that she went through. When she was healthy enough, she was adopted by Linda Hickey, who has a son, Johnny, who has autism. Mm -hmm. And the instant relationship that occurred and that bond that occurred between this boy who was very closed off and shut down and this dog. How old is her son? Has, he's about nine now, 10 or maybe, maybe, yeah, about that, uh, around that is, is incredible. So. Zena's story's gone really around the world now. Zena's kind of an internet sensation. And um, she was made ASPCA Dog of the Year for what she has done for Johnny, the little boy with autism. What is it that you think is happening there between the dog and this boy? Well, instant. It was an instant connection, apparently. Um, Zena just jumped into the car and sat on his lap, and that was it. And I think the fact that this was a dog that... Johnny could communicate with Mm. and um, maybe not that his parents or anybody Mm. judged him but maybe he just felt comfortable this is an animal that doesn't judge you that doesn't answer back that's going to listen to you and I think having this dog around just opened this little boy up Wow! and he was able to as so many people do who have therapy dogs assistance dogs service dogs you know it's their 
it it doesn't become so much more about them. It becomes more about their dog and them, mm-hmm. you know, the and relationship. The, exactly. So I think that this, this bond developed, mm. and Zena, the warrior puppy, came from the brink of death to now be, I think, one of the biggest dog stars in the United States. That's awesome, isn't it? Great. Yeah. All right. Third one. Mm-hmm. This is the third coolest dog story of 2013. Hero Dog Award, Ellie. Ellie, She yes. won the Hero Dog Award. She's a pit bull. Mm-hmm. And again, she's breaking down barriers of people's mm-hmm. perception of the pit bull breed because she goes into schools and she helps kids read. You know, kids that may have difficulty reading to an adult, now when they're reading to a dog, the dog's, A, again, not going to judge, not going to mm-hmm. answer back, not going to tell them they got the word wrong. They're just going to sit there. And she's really helping these kids get over their fear of dogs. She's teaching kids safety, child dog safety too, and helping um, kids read. That's Isn't amazing. That great. Yeah, she was Hero Dog of the. She she yeah. won she won Hero Dog <clears throat> here at the Hero Dog Awards, which happens every year mm-hmm. at the Beverly Hilton in Los Angeles in October, and it's run by the American Humane Association and it's aired on the Hallmark Channel. We love Hallmark Channel. Mm-hmm. Um, they they are so animal friendly. Love that. And by the way, watch, please watch Home and Family on the Hallmark Channel. It's a morning show. Mm-hmm. It is so great. Oh, I never it, even heard of it. It is Home and great. Family. Home and Family. I was on there. In the morning. Uh, I was on there a couple of months ago, or is it last month? And I had such a great time. It's the loveliest morning show I've ever been on. I've pretty much done them all. The loveliest morning show I, I've I've done. Oh wow! I'm great, check great it out. people. So check it out. What times it like early in the morning? Like yeah, when all the... no, between ten and eleven o'clock. Oh, okay. In the morning. Okay. Awesome. I think it's nine and ten central. Mm-hmm. Um. So there was, uh, so we love the Hallmark Channel, and mm-hmm. that airs on the Hallmark Channel. And the th- fourth one, are we up to four? Mm-hmm. Did you hear about the dog that fell on the track? Yeah, well, the fa- the, 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 the the man, the, the blind man fell. Yeah, he actually he passed out. He was uh, in the subway in New York, and he lost consciousness and fell into the tracks. And the dog jumped in the track onto the tracks with him. And tried to wake him up, was licking him, trying to wake him up, trying to, you know, doing what he do, doing his job. And uh, people were trying to get to him, but there was a train coming, and they both got hit by a train. And I guess they were okay. He was in hospital, but, you know, they're all right. Did they get hit? Did they actually get yeah, hit by Yeah, apparently the train? the train knocked him around, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it stopped or what happened, but, yeah, that's why if you go online, you see a picture, he's bandaged. That was from his fall, too. And here's, you know, the post note of that story was that, uh, the dog was, is nine. And so he's getting towards the end of his, his life as a working dog. And this guy couldn't afford to keep him because he couldn't afford the upkeep and they needed to give him a new dog. And so they were going to try and rehome him. And after the story of how bonded they were, and he's like, this is my best friend, volunteers and uh, people, donors came to their rescue and donation. So now he's able to keep him. He will get a new dog, but he's able to keep him. Oh, I love the story. I love it. It's that's, the best story. Yeah. That's, that's a great story. And you know what I heard? I heard there were some comments about it. Well, hey, that's fantastic that he, that now this dog can stay with their owner. And there was mm-hmm. another comment that I read that was quite interesting was <laughs> that, um, you know, maybe a lot of these dogs that do retire, they go back to live with their their puppy raises. Oh. And um, when they go back to live with their puppy raiser, I mean, their job is done. They can now relax. Mm-hmm. Um, is it better for the dog to go back to the puppy raiser? Or is it better for the dog to stay with the owner? If they stay with the owner, the one who they were helping, do they still feel like... I got to work. Obligated to work because it they don't understand to turn it off and it's, and then if you introduce another working dog, well I guess maybe they just stay at home. Are they? Is yeah. it upsetting to them? You know. You know I I I don't know the answer to that one. Yeah. 
I, st- I still feel it's great that, that he keeps the dog. They're bonded. They're but bonded. you know what? Either way, as long as the dog is safe and happy, I think that's good. Right. Um, last one, mm-hmm. which is, okay, um, <clears throat> I think that's it, isn't it? Oh, no, no, no it's one, not. Number five. No, number five. <clears throat> Did you hear about the dog that was re- re- reunited nine days after a tornado flattened Illinois? No, I had not heard that one. Yeah. Um, the guy's apartment was destroyed, oh. and um, he searched through wreckage to try and find his pup, and he couldn't. And he posted pictures of his dog Dexter on social media. And then Love nine, social media. Oh, God, don't we? Nine days later. He found, somebody found, he got a Facebook message from a neighbor saying Dexter being found under the rubble. Wow. Dog was malnourished and cut, right. but was fine. And he Amazing. was reunited. So he'd lost his apartment. He lost everything. But the only thing that he really wanted to find was his dog, and he found his dog. That's good. Well, a little bit of good out of all that awfulness. Isn't that fantastic? I love it. Good stories. Good stories. Great stories. Um, you can find a lot of these stories on Positively.com. Very cool. Oh, and I just want to say, we have a new website coming soon. Oh, you do? A new and improved positively.com. Oh my gosh, this is the website to end all websites. Well, I'm I'm going to, on my list of things to do 2014, I want to write a blog, be one of your bloggers. Please do. I'm I'm working on it. I'm getting there. Yeah. So check out the Positively website is changing. It is going to be amazing. So I'm very excited about that. Um, Of course, a podcast would not be complete. Without a uh, quiz. Oh. <laughs> and this is always where we get Holly and we ask her all these questions. <laughs> and um, oh, a lot of times she actually gets it right. So, Pure um, luck. Yeah. Here we go. Wait, we right. have a special, introduce our special celebrity guest here. Special celebrity guest, of course, who's going to ask the questions is my daughter, Alexandra. Whoa. Here Hello. she is. Hi, sweetheart. Hi. How uh, you doing? Good. So, what you? have you been doing this past year since we six months, eight months? It's been forever. I mean, my Getting gosh, on you're the like. Sofa? Oh. Oh. Are you driving already? No. No. Not yet. Not yet. Well, have you done anything really cool this year that you want to share? Uh ooh, I went to a dude ranch. To see Re- it. You went to a dude. Were there a lot of dudes hanging out there? No. What? What's it? It's what, a horse. Oh, where you take horse care ranch. of your own horse. Oh, who was your horse? Tell me about your horse. My horse always stuck his tongue out. Who was it? What was his name? His name was Slider. And what did he look like? Well, he was black. And was he pretty? Black. Was he really feisty, or was he a pretty cool horse? He was a pretty cool horse. Oh, so you had him all week, same horse. Yeah. Did you have to like wash him and brush him, and mm-hmm. was that fun? Yes. Very cool. We did more riding that week than, I mean, I was so saddle sore. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you ride English or Western? Oh, Western. That's why. Because I, I, I grew up with horses, mm-hmm. and, and I grew up riding, and so I grew up riding English. Yeah. But I'm telling you, riding Western's much better. Oh, it's a bit like the saddle's twice oh, as big, and you've got so that wonderful. thing in the middle. It's hard. Riding through the desert. Oh, anyway. Very cool. So we had a great time there. Um, but now we got some questions for you. All right. Bring them on. All right. Bring it. Um, okay. Alex, go for it. Okay. First thing. Well, wait, 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 wait. Hang on a second. What do I get if I get if I get a, a win? If I get them all right, how many do I have to get right? You have to get all of them right. Okay. What do I get if I get them all right? The 
sofa. The, you win the sofa. The kudos of the kudos oh, of love and admiration. Yeah, Thank you. absolutely. Okay. That's that means a lot. All right, All right carry on. So, okay, these are the ten dog questions that we are asking Holly. Okay. Number one, where is a dog's withers? Between. <laughs> I can't give the answer. It's written right there. I'm yeah, sorry. but you can't give the answer. Yeah, but it, she says between. I don't know between the dog's withers. The dog's withers are actually um, between its uh, molars in the back because the withers help it eat willow branches and once upon a time they misunderstood them in caveman times and instead of willows they said withers and that's what they thought but that's where the willers are withers are in the back of the molar you see isn't it fantastic because she can actually say it like <laughs> like she knows the answer and it sounds plausible doesn't it if you could see alex's face i know i'm horribly wrong yeah go on then give us the answer between its shoulders you need to go back and do some anatomy what is wither what are withers what are they for what do you use them for what is just the shoulders between the shoulder blades i don't do really we know the same thing remember on horses yeah when you have the withers that's it. it's just between the shoulder blades what is a wither well it's okay it's, i mean i know where it is what does it do is there a purpose for it kind of like your wisdom teeth you don't really need them anymore whatever we'll say it's like the wisdom teeth all right, carry on, number two. I was just number my warm Number two. Up. <laughs> oh, by the way, at the end of that, I was supposed to say, eh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> number two. In January 2010, the world's oldest dog died. Oh. His name was Otto. I think that's how you pronounce it. How old was Otto when he died? Not starting the answer this time. In dog years or human years? Uh, human years. Really? No, I mean, sorry, dog years. Oh. Well, <laughs> like, a year. You know I'm like, bad at you know. math. Um, he was uh, 26 years old. What? She's asking what was that? No, 26 it's... 26 in dog years. No, 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 no. It's just in, in human years. Oh, okay, in so, human so years. So how long? How long? You called it dog years. Guess what? Sadie's older than that in dog years. Yeah. Okay, in human so years, in, I'm sorry. In human years, uh, 104 20 years that's in dog years i look no, a year a year like a human year okay 20 years 11 uh, months i see what you're saying I, there was a communication messed up there i thought okay like you know how you say oh how much is that in dog years like a do yeah i get it time set so yeah that's a, well if, wait, so what's 26 times 7 no, that's that 20. What's 20 times 7? That's 140 years Okay, old. well, then, then my answer was wrong. 20 years and 11 months, actually, okay. to be quite precise. That's very confusing. <laughs> I'm very confused myself. <laughs> Should we just go get a bottle of wine and just go hang out? Is that my prize? Oh, okay. my gosh, yes, it is. All right. Okay, number three. What do dogs do in a... Schutzhund. Competition. Is this, is this a family show? <laughs> <laughs> um... What a dog does in a Schutzhund competition <laughs> is um, that they actually uh, bring them into an arena and uh, they have to count the number of blue-eyed uh, patrons of the arena and then they have to go back and get the appropriate food for blue-eyed, blonde-haired people. That would be because, you know what, they're called Schutzhunds, um, basically Schutzhund citizens, and they're from Shih Tzu land. <laughs> <laughs> They're from Shih Tzu. That was going really bad oh, no. off the rails. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, no. What do they do? 
They attack padded people. So it's really protection work, That's you know, close. apprehension work, obedience uh, training, really. apprehension oh. work, and unfortunately, a lot of shots and competition is very um, yank and crank them and choke collars and prong collars and. Um, but there are Schutzen people out there that do it very positively as well. So you just watch them take down people in big well, sumo yeah. costumes? Yeah. Oh. Sumo costumes. Well, you know, they okay. were the big bubble things. Mm-hmm. Number four. So far, you have zero points. Oh, thanks for rubbing that in. <laughs> <laughs> what from a dog can be used to uniquely identify it in the same way fingerprints can be used to identify humans? It's nose. <gasps> you actually got it! <laughs> Yay, that was a total guess. Awesome. Yes. Um, the dog's okay. nose print is as unique Check by number four. as a, a human's um, finger, fingerprint. Oh. You forgot See? To click okay. It. Okay. Okay. Next number one. five. Mm-hmm. You have ten points. For the record, I'm sure everybody listening has had no idea on any of these questions except maybe the last <laughs> one, too. So I feel a little better. Go ahead. Okay, you've got 10 points because each question is worth 10 points. Oh, there you go. Moving up in the world. <laughs> okay, number four. You're going to pronounce the numbers. No, we're doing number five. Oh, sorry, number five. A human has around. A human has around. Five million scent smelling receptors. Cells. Smelling cells. That's what I call it. Okay. How many does a dog have? They have a lot. I'm going to go with 124,872. What? They are around, well, approximately 220 million. Oh, wow. Isn't that amazing? Oh, that's what I meant. And the bloodhound, which is really just the center of the dog world, has about 300 million scent receptors in their noses. See, again, why I don't understand why my dog, who's a hound, can't find the ball that's right underneath him. I'm just saying. I'm sure you have not <laughs> released his full potential, Holly. I still think that. I'm working on it. All right, number six. Go for it. Number six. What is a dog living in fully wild state referred to as? Basically, what is a wild dog called? Yeah. A wild dog. A feral dog. Yay! Oh. oh you got I was like, that point. has to be too easy. Okay. Twenty points. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, number, number seven. seven. I think we've had this question before, but I think it's a cool question. Okay, so go for it. George Lucas's pet Alaskan Malamute, I like saying that word, Malamute, inspired the creation of which character? Uh, how does he sound? Oh, oh che- <laughs> how does Chewbacca go? I think Sean can do Chewbacca. <laughs> Doesn't he go, ooh, yeah? <laughs> how does Chewbacca sound? That's Can we do it, it from like, our producer? Yeah. Our producer has the Chewbacca sound. <laughs> <laughs> no. That sounds like... that. No. Uh, I'm not going to go... <laughs> family show. Family show. Okay, yeah. I, was a, I thought I was a pretty good Chewbacca. Did that one... Not? It was... A, I don't remember what Chewbacca sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear goodness me. I know it's better than the show. Seriously, okay. there we have nothing But in my good. head, I saw it and heard it brilliantly. Yeah. Number eight. Number eight. How many dog breeds are registered with the American Kennel Club? Forty-two. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? She said it with such confidence, mm-hmm. didn't she? <laughs> One hundred. Oh wow! It's always Name changing em. though because there are some new ones. Prove it. Name them. I don't know. My mom <laughs> Can I do got a new one? one? The Sholo Squintly. What? Oh, what is that? The Sholo Squintly, which is a dog. Um, it's a hairless dog. 
from South America. Is it America. like a, a well, yeah, non-allergenic, hypoallergenic? Well, it doesn't color. have any hair, so but it, so I mean, no I'm dander? Sure, well, it probably has dander anyway because of oh. the skin sloughing off, of course. But um, yeah, this is a this is a hairless dog. Is it attractive? Except for Please, I really don't want to offend all the Sherlock Squinley owners. That not really. I don't personally find the dog attractive. Right. Right. But anyway, it's it's one of the new breeds. Number nine. Yes. Why do dogs tilt their heads? Oh. You gotta name the two that I wrote down. Um, I just saw that. Makes it harder. I know. Well, they tilt their heads. Are they trying to hear something? Are they trying to hear? Well, there's uh, people have different thoughts about this, mm-hmm. and um, it's either they're trying to hear something, trying to work something out, or because their muzzles are so big that they can't. Some dogs' muzzles are big, and that actually blocks the view of the person they're looking at, so they tilt their head a little bit so they can get a better view. Or they see to see in a different way, or they're confused. That's what I wrote down. Confused. Yeah. Really? Because sometimes when I just, I'm just talking sort of silly talk to my dogs, they suddenly go like that. Right. I said, but you what know what? The I'm hell trying to figure about? out, like, so I'm looking down my nose, and if it's blocking, if I turn my head, it's still there. It doesn't go anywhere. It's no, but still... you don't have a huge, great muzzle in front. What we're saying is the muzzle might block the view of the person. So why don't they just so the look dog... down? You are not allowed to ask <laughs> these questions, Holly. <laughs> okay. Science. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's They just look cute thing. that way, too. They do look thing. They do look cute. I think it's a hearing thing as well. I think the dog, yeah. is, what? The dog is just tr- is, no. is confused as to what you're saying. Um, number, number 10. 10. This is an easy one. You should know this. Oh, that's what they said. Do dogs feel empathy? Of course they do. Thank you. Yes, I know that. You know how I know that? Check my number 10? Because, um, thank you. Because I do know this because uh, my dog, uh, well, I should say a bunch of Dakota, but Cashmere, all my dogs, like, well, not so much Barnsley, but Cashmere, if I'm upset about something, she'll come over and just put her head in my lap or lick, 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 lick me like she's trying to appease me. So either that or she just wants me to stop crying. Well, you know, there's been research that show that um, dogs, that like if there's been a disagreement amongst multi-dog household, then um, the victim of the disagreement, if there's like three dogs, the victim of the disagreement will be comforted by the third dog that wasn't part of the disagreement. So wow. that the dogs are more likely to comfort the victim rather than the aggressor. Interesting. Isn't it interesting? I know. That's I why like I love that. research because it's we're finding out so much more about our dogs because of it. And, of course, positive training is all about we follow modern behavioral science. We love behavioral and cognitive mm-hmm. science, we love to find out um, new research to use it in the way that we teach dogs because we don't believe in using any kind of aversives with our dogs when we're teaching our dogs, especially when we're teaching aggressive dogs or dogs that have real high anxiety issues. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole aversive training is so incredibly sad and tragic mm-hmm. and misguided. Mm-hmm. But, you know, us positive trainers, we fight a battle all the time against the the, uh, the dominance trainers. And the tide is turning. The trend is turning towards more science-based positive methods as people get wise. Hopefully they'll go the way of the wisdom tooth, too, where they're just not needed and they'll disappear. You bet. Um, so uh, I just... <laughs> I was just trying to wrap it all around again. Um, so Sean, my husband's here. He can do Chewbacca because we had a very, we had a bad, I sounded like a sheep and he sounded like something was dying inside of him. Okay. So here, Sean, ready? Sean to do Chewbacca? We, we were all trying. The it was producer, terrible. yeah. So like if you went, hum, hum, hum. 
No? That sounded like Close Encounters. Well, I don't know why you asked me to do this. I, don't I know thought you like knew how Chewbacca goes. No. I can oh. do Scooby-Doo's laugh. What, Scooby-Doo? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I wanted to add something, though. We all were talking about the um, the thing you were saying about empathy. Interesting, because unless I'm wrong, you can correct me, but a lot of times they equate, obviously, animal brains to younger brains, like a child, right? So this baby lab, which is at, I think, Cal Berkeley, has been doing these studies about whether or not morality is hardwired. And they're trying to figure out if babies, before you could teach them anything. So I think they call it pre-communication children, so they can't talk. And they do it using puppets. And it's really fascinating because what they do is is they'll take two dog puppets that they can tell apart, like different colored jackets or whatever, and then a bunny. And a bunny is trying to open a box. One of the puppies will slam the lid and prevent the baby from or for the, the bunny from opening the box and then the, they'll take the other dog and it'll help it open the box then they'll present to the adolescent or the, the infant the two dogs and like overwhelmingly they will go for the the dog that helped as opposed to the dog that hurt and so what they're believing now is that effectively we're hardwired with some sense of right and wrong some sense of so it would make sense if the dog brain is developmentally you know, similar to a very young child, they're finding out that these are not learned. I mean, obviously, it can be reinforced through learning, but there's some just level of pre-wired what's right and what's wrong. Then the other thing is the idea of justice. So they'll take the same thing and they'll have the dogs playing with or the bunny and a dog playing with a ball and a dog will come and take the ball away from the two. And then they'll do the same thing with the box drill and instead the dog that took the ball is trying to get it open and the child will identify with the one that punished the dog that took the ball so so it's an idea of justice right they don't want the dog to get help because it hurt the other two just fascinating stuff if you want to look up the baby lab they do all these crazy so let me you may not know this but let me ask you this so knowing from doing medical stories people who have had injuries to their prefrontal cortex they've found that they lose the sense of consequences and they find that a lot of criminals really hardened criminals people who are repeat criminals they don't get that so they end up in jail multiple times, for instance, and they've done studies on them and found one of the things they have in common is that damage or some kind of short with the prefrontal cortex. So I wonder with dogs, you know, sometimes there's dogs like, oh, that's an aggressive dog or a dog who could it have been damaged, either something like along those lines as well? I truly believe that. I truly believe that. And that's why I think that if you've got a dog with severe aggression issues that may, may have just come on or you see a sudden onset of aggression, that um, something like an MRI or something needs to be done to see what's happened within the brain, because I know that there have been a lot of dogs that I've that I've seen and treated that that I did believe that to, to have happened. But of course, MRIs are quite expensive, mm-hmm. um, and there's quite a procedure, so a lot of people don't, opt not to have their dog put through that. Um, but now they're doing functional MRIs with the dogs being awake. Mm-hmm. So they're teaching dogs at Emory University. They're teaching dogs to go into, with positive training, mm-hmm. go into an MRI machine and um, and stay there whilst they're having, um, whilst obviously images have taken of their brain. Um, and they are showing treats to these dogs. So basically what they do is they train these dogs to um, associate a certain signal with a reward and then another signal with no reward so when the dogs in the mri machine when they do the signal for the reward part of the air of the brain which is all to do with pleasure seeking Mm -hmm. lights up 
But when there is, they show the signal for no reward, that part of the brain doesn't light up. So they're seeing that actually your know, dogs have this capability that reinforces are really important. Mm-hmm. That dogs are feeling good when we reinforce them, when we give them rewards that they like. So that's just one way now that they're using these MRIs to show what happens in the, in the brains of dogs. And so we can learn so much more. But I, I think what Sean's saying um, is, is so true because we know our dogs really are, have a lot of capabilities uh, of a two-year-old child, mm-hmm. which I think makes the whole issue of teaching them in a positive way so much more important. Um, because these are emotional, thinking, feeling, sentient beings that for so long have been abused through training. And so that's why positively and the positively trainers and myself, my TV shows and everything is geared towards spreading that education. But I love that whole idea of justice, that whole idea that, that, that this is so deeply ingrained mm-hmm. in, in, in babies. And it's just, it's just there. And would you physically dominate a two-year-old? You wouldn't. The thing about this, and I'll go so you can finish, that's so silly to me, is we know they can feel pain, right? That's obvious. You know, We know they can feel fear. We know they can feel love. We know now that they have empathetic traits. It's just like the biggest no-brainer. I, I don't understand how a thinking person can go, just because they're a different species, they exhibit all these things. Why would you hit? Why would you dominate? Why would you? It because, doesn't make sense. Because it's a lack of control. People don't like being out of control. They feel that when they are out of control, this other species, they feel they can dominate them. That is the way that they, the only way that they know how. Um, and obviously domination and a good correction, um, a quick correction that gets results quickly um, is positively reinforcing to the person for that moment. Oh, it worked. But then what they don't understand is the long-term implications for the dog and, and how the dog is feeling and the insecurity and the potential very, very serious behavioral implications when you've got dogs with aggression or anxiety issues. So, um, but, but you're right. It really does. It, this is, you know, teaching is now more than just a moral and ethical issue. We have, we do have a moral and ethical, um, obligation to teach our dogs with care and respect and humanely, but it's also a safety issue now. It's a really uh, uh, becoming a massive issue of public health and safety because we've got 78.2 million dogs in this country and very few of them actually go through any kind of good formal training. So you're quite right, Sean. When, when you, would you, would you dominate a two-year-old? Would you hit a two-year-old? Would you put a collar on it? Would you put a shock on, shock collar on it? You know, this, it's going to change. It's going to change. If you can't be patient, get a fish. All right. Exactly. I got to go. Thank you, Sean. Good to see you. (laughs) Thank you, Sean. (laughs) Well, you know, you're talking about, um, dogs, babies, um, there's something that came up on YouTube and I thought it's funny, but it actually is interesting. It says your cat does not love you. Have you seen that? I've seen that. Yeah. But the whole method, how they figured it out is interesting. It's this sort of attachment issue where they took a baby, took an infant and they brought it in a room with its mother and it explored the whole room because it felt comfortable. The mom was there. Mom slips out and all of a sudden the baby goes, uh oh. And then they bring mom back. They bring a stranger in and the baby's kind of wigged out. They bring mom in and the baby goes right to the stranger for comfort. 
I mean, I'm sorry, to the mom for for comfort away from the stranger. Then they did it with the dog. Same thing happened. Exactly. You know, owner's there. It's with the owner. A stranger comes in. It might be interested a little bit, but it stays close to owner. You know, an owner leaves the room. It looks for it. And what are you doing? You know, it looks in the door and waits for the owner to come back. Owner comes back. Oh, my God. It's like the best thing. So they did it with a cat. You know, the cat's there with the owner and the cat's all over the owner. And then a stranger comes in and the cat's like, oh, new person all over the stranger. And then the owner leaves and the cat doesn't even notice. And the owner comes back in. The cat doesn't care. And the cat's just, (laughs) but it's interesting how that works differently, but it just reinforces. Yes. Yeah. Your cat does not love you. (laughs) Um, But no, I mean, there's so many cat lovers out there. They're so offended by that article. I know, but I'm just saying, you know, they're independent. Cats are, you know I mean? They're wired differently, but it shows you how close that animals dogs and babies are they are it was very interesting care and respect yeah now i know why george my cat was trying to kill me (laughs) (laughs) oh your cat your animals oh my gosh holly there's a reason why we did and it's me or the dog episode with you yeah all those years ago (laughs) well i'm so glad that we had this chance to chat again yes there are going to be so many more positively podcasts in 2014 do some fun stuff we hope that everybody has a really blessed um and healthy happy holiday and also a great 2014 we'll be back please email us at um positively podcasts no no my producer positively at wait what is it we forget (laughs) it we've been gone podcast at positively.com please email us <laughs> suggestions that you want to hear about things or send different it. topics just send it to us and really send a paper airplane that might be faster po- podcast at positively.com there you go thanks for listening everybody we'll see you in 2014 marry everything what a day what a day the magic is here what a day what a day been waiting all year in that old-fashioned way Hey, look Some more surprises on the tree And turn on A classic movie on TV
We'll just keep on dancing underneath the mistletoe. What a day! 